right. Ready when you are, sir. All right, I'll introduce us. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Fitness for Thought. Today, we'll be discussing post-workout nutrition and talking about the anabolic window that some of you may have heard of. Um, so strap in. It'll be a quick episode, but it'll be jam-packed full of information. So French, take it take it off. Take, take one off. I mean, <laughs> if you, I mean, if you want. <laughs> All right. So back to the episode here, uh, post-workout nutrition. So as Nolan said, we're going to discuss the anabolic window as well as, you know, what types more of like not specific foods. I mean, we'll, we'll give examples of specific foods you could eat, but more so like the macronutrient profile. How many should you be eating carbs, fats, proteins, how much of each, none of some, a lot of others. Let's, so let's get into it. So when the reason you want post-workout nutrition is obviously we're, I think when we talk about post-workout, we're talking about after a resistance training session. So you just got done lifting weights, but this could go for any type of workout, like a cycling workout, you're playing a sport, any type of exercise that's going to be strenuous and it's probably going to break down your muscles. So it's important to have a post-workout meal um, because it's going to help kickstart the recovery process, basically. And as we'll get into a little bit later, when we talk about the anabolic window, you know, there's been a lot of discussion over the past couple decades about how quickly you need to get it in you know it used to be thought that I think when we were growing up it was thought that like within 30 minutes bro yeah 30 minutes as soon as you get that shake I was gonna say slam that shake as soon as you finish your last rep of your workout and pray that you made could uh could keep the gains but we'll get into why that maybe is not not so true later but as far as the macronutrient profile it's not super complicated. So I'm going to try to make this as simple as possible. So as you know, you have your three main macronutrients, carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. And while these are all good to have in a generally balanced diet for most people throughout the day, you want to focus on some over others when it comes to post-workout nutrition. So post-workout, the main two macros we want to focus on are protein and carbs, protein and carbs. Not to say that fats are bad post-workout, but I'm going to get to why they might be not as advantageous as the other two. So protein, obviously, especially if you're lifting weights, you're probably looking to build some strength or muscle. And, you know, protein is the building blocks of muscle. You need protein to help kickstart muscle protein synthesis, which is basically the process of, you know, once you tear your muscles down in the gym, they build, they tear a little bit, get these micro tears in them. You consume protein and your body regenerates that tissue, hopefully bigger, stronger over time. So you want a fast digesting protein. You want anything post-workout, you want to be as quickly digesting as possible because the quicker it can get into your bloodstream and into your system, the quicker it's going to kickstart that recovery process. So some fast digesting protein sources would be sources that are low in fat. And the first two that come to my mind are one whey protein. You know, a lot of people kind of go crazy on the protein supplementation. And it's, I mean, it's obviously supplement industry is like a billion dollar industry, but I think whey protein is one of the best options right after a workout because it's super quickly digesting. It's usually pretty low in fat and it usually has a good amino acid profile. So a scoop, a general scoop of whey protein is going to give you around 25 grams, 20 to 25 grams of protein generally, or uh, a type of lean meat. So like 
chicken or turkey or something like that that's going to be lower in fat that's going to digest pretty quickly. Now you want to pair protein with carbohydrates. Now carbohydrates are important because when you exercise and especially when you exercise strenuously, you're depleting what is called uh, muscle glycogen. So basically when you consume carbohydrates, you consume them and then your body, they're consumed as glucose and then they're stored as glycogen. So glycogen is just the stored form of glucose, aka carbohydrates. So your body stores glycogen in your muscles as well as your liver. Obviously, when you're using your muscles to work out, you're going to use a lot of that's like the fuel during your workout for most people, unless you're like on a keto diet or something, then you're going off like ketones and stuff like that. But most people that are consuming a good amount of carbs are going to use carbs, aka glycogen for their main source of fuel during a workout. So that gets depleted, especially if you're training pretty hard for like an hour or more. So you want to replace that as quickly as possible with a fast digesting carb. Now, this is one of the few situations where I could say it's okay, or maybe even recommend having just like some simple sugars. So like, you'll see, it's been a pretty big trend in the fitness industry to have like, um, even like candy during, even during your workouts or right after your workouts, like just some simple sugars, like Skittles, gummy bears, stuff like that. That's super high in sugar almost no fat and no fiber, just pretty much straight sugar, because it's going to digest like that. It's going to digest super quickly. Um, going to go straight to your bloodstream and kickstart that recovery process. But if you're not into like candy and stuff like that, I would say um, fruit, depending on which one you get is a pretty good option. Like I like bananas post-workout just because they're one of my favorite fruits. They're cheap and they don't have a ton of fiber in there. The reason why you want to stay away from a ton of fiber is fiber is great for keeping you full. So like throughout the day, you want to eat plenty of fiber because it keeps you satiated and it's just good for digestion and keeping you regular. But because it satiates you, satiates you more, it's going to slow down that digestion process and it's going to just slow down from the time when you put the, when you're eating the food to the time it um, gets back into your muscles. So you want to limit fiber. So you definitely don't want to eat like a bunch of vegetables right after your workout. Not to say that that's bad, but if you want to like, we're talking about the optimal outcome here. So quick digesting carbohydrates, maybe like some white bread, maybe like a, a couple of pieces of toast with some jelly on it or something would be a great option. So you want to stay away from the more complex carbs and go with more of your simple carbs. Then as far as fat goes, it's kind of the same sort, same story as it is with fiber. Fat uh, generally, you know, fat has nine calories per gram, whereas protein and carbs only have four. So naturally, you can guess that it takes your body a little bit longer to break down the fat because it has to break down, um, you know, more chemical bonds and whatnot. I don't want to get too into that because I don't even know that stuff, but uh, it's going to take longer to digest, slow down the digestion process. Um, and you're also not going to be, you know, fat is satiating. So you're not going to be as hungry for later. You don't want to eat like a little like a high fat meal after your workout and then be so like full that you're not even hungry the rest of the day, especially if your goal is to put on muscle. So, I mean, it's going to depend. So you want fast digesting protein and simple, fast digesting carbs, low fat, low fiber. That's the main takeaway for a post-workout nutrition snack or meal. Now this doesn't have to be like a huge meal. Um, you know, we could get into a discussion on how much is the right amount and, that's going to obviously vary on the individual. I think body weight is going to probably pay 
play the biggest role as far as that. What I tend to do is, you know, obviously it'd be great if you could get like a full meal with that type of macronutrient composition right after you work out or pretty close to the end of your workout. But if you can't, I think what I was doing um, last summer is I would do a whey protein shake. So like a scoop of protein. And then I would actually do like a banana with some honey. And obviously, you know, honey is just like straight sugar. So I do that as like a snack because sometimes I'm not super hungry right after I work out, but that wasn't super hard to stomach. And then maybe an hour to two later, I would have like an actual whole meal. And then at that point, you can have a meal with like a lot of fat or not as many carbs or pretty much whatever, whatever you want, according to your diet plan or whatever nutrition plan that you're following. So that's the main takeaway as far as macronutrient distribution. Uh, and as far as timing, we're going to, Nolan, do you want to touch on the anabolic window concept here? Yeah. And do you have anything to add to? I don't have much because you really nailed it there. You covered almost every, every single thing I was going to cover. Um, what I will say before, well, I'm going to preface this with saying there is a, there's a slight variance between strength, hypertrophy and cardio training when it comes to eating around your workout. It's not huge. Um, but it's, it's a little bit different, especially for cardio. So I will say that also one thing that French touched on, he said, um, he isn't always hungry after a workout. Um, that along with just like your time, I think is important to note. Like sometimes people have to train in the morning, so they can't afford to eat a big meal before all this stuff has to be considered, but we're just talking about optimal. Um, so just keep that in mind, but I'm actually going to start with pre-workout nutrition and just say that that is going to have an effect on what you kind of need for your post-workout nutrition. Excuse me. And if you have, you know, let's say you, you don't train like super early in the morning and you can have a full meal before you work out, then this anabolic window that we're talking about becomes less important because your body already has the glucose and the amino acids in its system. And that's really the main thing. When people talk about that anabolic window, it's not just bro science. Like there is something to it because you're basically trying to promote an anabolic state. You're trying to uh, diminish uh, catabolism and promote uh anabolic or uh, an anabolic state. So that's like, you're going to be raising your, your, your blood insulin levels, um, lowering cortisol and other hormones. Um, and you're just trying to take in that glucose, uh, and that, and those amino acids. So, um, roughly like French said, higher carb, moderate protein, uh, and then just keep your fats low roughly, um, about a quarter of your daily carbs. So, you know, if you're a bit, if you're, you know, let's say you're consuming 400 grams of carbs a day, um, you'd want about a hundred grams post-workout. Um, and then about, you know, a quarter of your protein, uh, and then, you know, less than, you know, 20% of your fats. And a lot of times fats are lower anyways. Um, that number can be different if you're like solely focused on cardio, but for most people, 
um, that's kind of what you want to sur surround your workout with. And the pre-workout meal and the post-workout meal are actually usually pretty similar. Um, if you have the time, um, if you have the time pre-workout and you get in that meal, like a full meal before, let's say you're eating like, you know, chicken and actual and rice and, you know, an actual full meal, then your window, so to speak, after will be bigger or wider according to, you know, what the research is telling us now. Um, preferably, you would still want to consume those quicker digesting carbs after the workout because it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like if you're, if your muscles are like muscle growth. So when you're training, you're tearing your muscles. So you're basically sending signals that are saying, we want our muscles to grow. We want them to grow. We want them to grow. We want them to grow. And by the time you get done with your workout, your muscles need fuel for that. So it's kind of like if your muscles are at like a bus stop and they're waiting for the bus, meaning the food, and it never comes, then they'll still repair and grow if you're eating a sufficient amount of food, but it isn't really preferred because it's like if they miss the bus and they're just having to walk to their destination, it's just going to take them longer. Whereas if you just fuel your muscles right away, they can just hop on that bus and get to where they need to go. So that window, it's not completely bullshit, but it's not 30 minutes like people thought for however many years. So preferably, like French said, you would get those quicker digesting carbs right after the meal. Um, and that's even more so important for specifically hypertrophy training because there's a lot of muscle damage that occurs um, strength as well because uh, it's requiring so much energy output um, but hypertrophy in particular it's very important to to fuel yourself after that um, oh gosh i don't know what that was um but yeah that's 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 about the only thing i would have to add to that yeah and if that uh, makes sense yeah so like you said the anabolic window there's something to it but it's not like an absolute but i always say i mean the closer to your workout the better like just, yeah. just so you don't forget and like it can only help honestly and like nolan said i think if you have a post-workout meal as long as like your post-workout meal and your pre-workout meal are within like six hours of each other which is like a pretty wider range you're going to be good and at the end of the yeah. day as far as Overall, I mean, we know that overall calories and overall macronutrient distribution and overall protein intake are going to be the most important things at the end of the day, but we're just talking about the optimal situation. I mean, as we know, there's a large group of people that do intermittent fasting and either train fasted, which I say, if you train fasted, it's probably a little bit more important to have a post-workout meal because you probably didn't have a pre-workout meal, but I mean... You don't have to be eating every two hours to gain muscle at the end of the day. There's people that do intermittent fasting. They're still jacked because they get the calories right and the protein right at the end of the day, which is going to be the most important thing for muscle growth and, you know, body composition. So those are the main takeaways. One other thing I wanted to mention about protein 
is protein quality. And I don't want to get too far into the weeds on this because I'm not super knowledgeable on it. But as you know, protein is the building blocks of muscle and amino acids are the building blocks of protein. So I believe there's 20 amino acids, nine of them essential and nine non-essential or nine essential and 11 non-essential, excuse me, somewhere around there. And I think the main one that they have found that is the most important for protein quality is, I believe it's leucine. Is it leucine or isoleucine? I think it's leucine. I always thought, I think it is, I think it is leucine. I think it's leucine. So you want to try to get like a protein that's high in leucine. So I think I was just watching uh, Jeff Nippard's video on protein and kind of the right amount to how to use protein to build muscle. And he kind of gave a list of like protein sources and how much how much uh, protein of that source it takes to get to three grams of leucine and whey protein was right at the top of that list, followed by chicken. And then I think eggs were right after that. And then there's also, if you're a vegan or if you're eating a plant-based diet, there's also a lot of great like vegan protein powders that mix like different sources of animal or of plant proteins. Like I think it's pea protein and brown rice protein because there's in a, with plant proteins, they're usually not complete proteins. So they have to mix ones that have, you know, alternating essential amino acids to get that complete protein profile. But that's also getting into kind of the nitty gritty. So main takeaways, you want fast digesting carbs, fast digesting protein um, within, you know, the sooner the better, but within, you know, an hour or two of your workout is best. If you go into that workout fasted, the sooner the better. And if you have a post or if you have a a meal before your workout, you can be a little more lenient on yourself. One thing I'll add for the, to the pre-workout meal is sometimes I don't like to eat a ton before I work out, but if I do, sometimes I like to have like a little bit of fat in that meal just so I'm not like starving. Cause to me, like I can eat carbs on carbs. And if there's no fat to like slow down that digestion, like I can eat like a ton of food, but if you throw a little bit of fat in there, then you're not going to be hungry during your workout. Cause the last thing you want to be thinking about is how hungry you are. You want to be focusing on the workout itself. So. Yeah. Um, if I were to throw on my kind of personal thoughts, I used to never be able to eat in the morning. Um, I know a lot of people that are like that. Um, but yeah, but as I've gotten more into hypertrophy training, I've just kind of forced myself to do it. It also, you know, if you're massing, it just makes sense because that's just another meal you can get in before then you can also capitalize off of, you know, typically, I know French said he isn't always, but usually a lot of people are hungry right after their workout. So it makes sense to kind of have a meal before, even if it's just something small. And for hypertrophy specifically, I've found that that meal before is super important to give you yourself energy. So if you can fuel yourself properly, then that's, really crucial because that can make the difference between, you know, you know, a little bit more energy in a session, you know, maybe a couple extra reps. Um, I know there's a lot of debate on training fasted. Um, this is, again, this is just my personal opinion. I just think, and this is coming from someone who used to never like to eat before they train. I mean, I trained without eating before for years, you know, um, but I think it's, I think it is very beneficial. Um, even again, doesn't have to be crazy banana, you, you know, something, something quick, um, you know, small bowl of cereal, whatever it is, just get that into your system quick going. 
um, I think it makes it a big difference. So that's just all I'll leave it all. All I'll leave you with. Yeah, guys, that's pretty much all I got. I tried to make it pretty simple for you guys. I know a lot of people will try to overcomplicate it, but you know, there's enough complicated stuff, especially in the nutrition field. Nutrition is like the most complicated and argued about uh, probably area within fitness. So we'll, we'll keep it, we'll keep it simple today. Hopefully, hopefully you can apply that and you got something out of it. Yep. Perfect. Well, um, that's, that's about it. So if you guys have any questions, um, you know, always feel free to message us and expect more podcasts coming soon. Um, follow us on Instagram and see you in our next episode. Peace. That was a quick hitter. Yeah. Let me, let me stop this recording. <laughs>